Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Okay, wait, hold on, hold on. I'm loving this. All right, I'm sorry. Mr. Woodhouse, how old are you? 18. Okay. Is your mom there? Yes. (laughs) Slide over. Slide over. I want to see mom. He's 18. He's a man. He's selling stuff on eBay. I would do exactly what you did and get involved if my son was I understand. I, at, at the age of 18 and you felt that he, if I felt that my 18-year-old was getting was getting taken advantage of, which I'm sure you did, I would do the same thing. This is the plaintiff, Jamie Woodhouse. He says he sold a sewing machine to the defendant who turned around and complained to eBay, and they issued a refund. Now, the woman has his machine, which she won't return. He has no money and is suing the scammer for $752.15, the money she stole from him. This is the defendant, Sherry Pilot. She says she's still waiting for the plaintiff to send her a shipping label because he sold her a damaged machine. Then she got served with his lawsuit, so now it's in the judge's hands because she's innocent of any wrongdoing whatsoever. She's accused keeping a guy in stitches. All parties, please raise your right hands. What you are about to witness is real. The participants are not actors. They are actual litigants with a case pending in civil court. Both parties have agreed to drop their claims and have their cases settled here before Judge Marilyn Millian in our forum, the People's Court. People's Court is now in session and the Honorable Judge Marilyn Millian is now presiding. Litigants have been sworn, Your Honor. Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome. Okay, Mr. Woodhouse, tell me what happened. So I listed this machine knowing that it was missing the cover. What kind of machine is it? And it's a Brother PE800 sewing and embroidery machine. So what does it do? So it's a sewing machine and it also embroidery? Yeah. Okay. Is this something you're into or just buying and selling is something you're into? Yes, buying and selling is a hobby that I do. Okay. All right. So you put it for sale on eBay at what price? 700 All right. And what was the description of it on eBay? I said missing little cover, pretty much brand new, see photos. Okay. And uh, did you say anything about how it worked? No. I took a picture of the error message on the screen saying that the needle plate was missing. Okay, you took a picture of the error message on the screen saying that the needle plate was missing. So the actual error message said needle plate missing. Yeah. Is that how you bought it? 
Yes. Okay. All right. So the defendant answers your ad. She purchases it from you. You ship it to her. And then what happens? And she orders the missing part and she installs it and says that the error message is still there, which I never said that that missing part was the issue. Wait, you never said what? I never said that the missing cover would fix the error message. Wait a second. So I, now she, I want to see your entire ad. Can, do you happen to have your entire ad? I don't have it. eBay deleted it. Do you, uh, Ms. Pilant, do you have the entire ad? It, I went back and I took a photo of what was left showing Yeah, that's on just eBay. the first page. But then there's a button that says, click for further details. That's actually what I want to do. And I can't click because it's, you, what you sent me was a screenshot. All right, so let's see the first page, which you do have, which says, embroidery machine, white, condition is used, pretty much brand new, missing little cover, see photo. Photo just says, error message, needs the needle plate. And then you figure that's fine because that's just going to cost you, what, 20 bucks to get the needle plate? You assume, as one with connected brain cells would, that the error message will go away when the needle plate is purchased because it says pretty much brand new, missing little cover, see photo. So you buy the needle plate and what happens, Miss Pilant? I installed it. And the same message kept coming up. Okay, so then what do you do? The first thing I did was I called the Brother Technology Department. And, of course, over the phone, they can only tell you what they think it could be, uh, possibly an electronic board, but without somebody looking at it. Okay. They referred me to a local dealer in town that operates and repairs on Brother. They were closed down because of COVID, and it was going to be after Thanksgiving before they were going to be back open. All right. When did you buy this? Um, you bought it on October 27th? Yes. Okay. So you find out how long after receiving the machine do you find out it's going to take X amount of time to, to attempt to fix it? Uh, the needle plate cover came in around November the 13th. I installed it that day, and that same day was when I reached out to Brother and then to the local center, which they said it okay, was so the that after was, Thanksgiving. Yeah, but that wasn't going to be that. That's like a week and two, a week to two weeks later. And then what happened? I let Mr. Woodhouse know what was going on about it. Mm -hmm. He offered a fifty to a hundred dollar discount off the machine, but I told him because we didn't know what it was going to cost to fix it, I wouldn't settle for that discount not knowing. Right. So then what happens? I got phone calls from his mother on my personal home phone, which according to eBay, she's not part of this. Okay, wait, hold on, hold on. I'm loving this. All right. I'm sorry. Mr. Woodhouse, how old are you? 18. Okay. Is your mom there? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> slide over, slide over. I want to see mom. He's 18. He's a man. He's selling stuff on eBay. I would do exactly what you did and get involved if my son was I understand. At, at, at the age of 18 and you felt that he, if I felt that my 18-year-old was getting, was getting taken advantage of, which I'm sure you did, it, I would do the same thing. But you're not kind of not supposed to. It wasn't, it wasn't about that. It was more that I have 20 years of experience selling on eBay as a hobby and I saw where this was going. So I thought that I could mediate. I called her on December 20th. And she had, I didn't know at that point that she had sent it to the repair shop. Right. So but when I called her. about the correspondence between your son and her. So you can stay in okay. the shot unless that's going to hurt your back. You can do whatever makes you happy. <laughs> okay. Okay, good. All right.
I received and installed the new needle plate cover. The error message is still there. I spoke to a technician who believes there is an internal issue. Please send a return shipping label. I will return the machine and expect a refund. What date is that? Because I don't see the date on this uh, piece of evidence. What date did you send that, Ms. Pilant? And see, I, I looked through the messages, too, and they ran together yeah. on... Do you know the date she asked for a refund, Mr. Woodhouse? Let's see if we can agree to it. The date was November 18th. Does that sound right to you, Ms. Pilant? And November 17th was when I went to eBay because he wouldn't offer a refund with return shipping. Okay. So around the 17th or the 18th, you ask for a refund with a return label. He says, I can offer you a partial refund and you can get it fixed. To which you answer, I have no idea what it will cost or if it's repairable. What are you offering? And he says, 50 to to $100. Uh, she says... Not counting labor, the board could be anywhere from 100 to 200 It would depend. You may have sold this machine for a good price. However, I am not wanting to keep putting more money into it. Please email a return shipping label. You say, can you just please keep it? I will give you a partial refund. And she says, the only issue is I can't verify what it's going to cost. And I don't want to be out of pocket for the repairs. It goes back and forth. All I know is it won't work. I may have thrown my money out. Let's do a return. And uh, according to you, Ms. Pilant, does he send you the um, return shipping label? Never. Never. And do you and he talk back and forth about the shipping label? Yes. He kept insisting I had to provide it. Let's see that. And I kept explaining per eBay it was up to him to provide it. Here is your message to her, Mr. Woodhouse. You can pay for shipping if you want to return it, but that's not true. That's not eBay's rules. So now let's talk about this. You accepted the return, right? Yes, I accepted the return. And what, what does eBay say when you accept the return? You're supposed to pay the shipping label. What do you say to her, though? You can pay for shipping if you want to return it. She then says, okay, we're done. I'm not spending another dime on this machine. To which you say, yes, the machine was not working. I said it was missing a part. Whatever else is wrong with it, I don't know. You bought it knowingly that it wasn't working. All this over the shipping label? So he says, so when are you mailing it back? And you say, when you provide the return shipping label, as is expected when you accepted the return. Why do you say to her then, I didn't accept the return? In fact, what you, say, to- what you say is, I didn't accept the return, and you just took $750 from me. So how the do you want me to pay for shipping? Probably not the most businesslike thing you've done. Yeah. Uh, what do you end up doing, Ms. Pilant? You end up sending it uh, out to get repaired, correct? I did right before Christmas. And then what happens? It got repaired. Uh, I was able to finally get it back in February. Can I see the proof of when you got it back? There is a screenshot of the receipt that has the date on it. The Jan- December to January, January to two months to fix. That's a long time. They couldn't get parts until January the 4th. And then because of COVID, yeah, they were that's true. The parts are very people. all right. So, so what we do know is that in the end, this thing works, and you had to wait for it to work. Granted, you bought this thing uh, at the end of October, and it wasn't working until almost the end of February. I get that, but now you have a working machine, and uh, it only cost you a hundred dollars plus your trouble and the delay, and he has zero. Because 
during the dispute, eBay ruled in your favor and returned the money. Why did eBay rule in your favor? Because he never sent a return receipt? The email that I got a copy of that he received, if there wasn't anything, a shipping label provided and resolution resolved to that, to contact eBay again. So you do contact that's what eBay. I did. Correct. When I requested the and return, the requirements from eBay was that you would provide a return shipping label. There is a record of you accepting the return, to which you respond, what is wrong with you? <laughs> and she says, you sold a machine stating it needed a part to work. It needs more than that part. I could not get you to send a label to ex for accepting the return, so I went to eBay for help. They decided in my favor. They always decide in the buyer's favor. You don't know how to read. Mail back my item. She says, send the label. Why did it have to get so nasty? It's crazy because she's holding all the cards. So it's just nutty for you to write this way. Send a label. You're a thief. You need to send it back because you are screwing me over here. To which she says, maybe you should have stated it needed more than a needle plate. You're the crook. To which you say, how the f am I supposed to know what's wrong with it? I'm not a sewing machine technician. Mom? Mom, yes, yes. Sco scoot him over and come back in. I don't want to be seen. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, honey. You do you. Go back out. <laughs> it's okay. It's it's heated. I mean, they I can't know, agree. It's heated. So I, 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 I know. I know. I know. He says, I'm willing to work with you. If you want the machine, I'd rather have the money. Let me know the repair costs, and you can deduct that from the initial cost of the item and give me my money back which is the imminently reasonable thing to resolve if you haven't called her a thief and a liar and all the other and F and thrown F-bombs. That would be the way to resolve it, right? They cannot enforce the return. eBay's not going to force them to enforce a return. But the issue is now in front of me. And I have to decide in what world would it be fair for you to pay $100 to fix a machine and then keep both every penny he paid you and the machine. On what mm -hmm. planet would I allow you to keep the 750 bucks and the machine? I'm not. So if what it cost you to fix the machine was $99, then what you should have ended up returning to him when the machine was fixed those months ago, what you should have done, what the right adult-like thing to have done is sent him the rest of the money, and then I would not be here, right? Well, you're right. I would be here, you would be here, they but be you here. two wouldn't be here, right? <laughs> but what happens, Mr. Woodhouse, and this is the most important part of the story, because you are young, and life is a learning experience for us at my age of almost 60. <laughs> So imagine how much you have to learn at your age of 18, right? Where we let you fight in a war, we let you pick our politicians, but we do not let you have a beer yet. <laughs> it is always better when someone else is holding the cards especially to just diffuse, not blow up. Because yeah. there is probably no doubt in my mind that if it hadn't gotten nasty like that, that eventually you would have gotten your money back, which would have taken you a lot less trouble than coming to the people's court.
would not have been as fun for us, but it would have definitely been a lot less trouble for you. My dear, I am ordering you to return to him. 750 is what got returned to her, correct, Mr. Woodhouse? Yes. Okay. So I am ordering you to return to him the $650 plus his court costs. That is my verdict. Good luck to you folks. Thank you. Thank you. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Whether it's routine maintenance and emergency repair or a dream project, Angie lets you compare quotes from multiple local pros, browse homeowner reviews, and even book a service instantly. Angie's been connecting people with skilled pros for nearly 30 years. So the next time you have a home project, bring it to Angie to get your job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Well, at the end of a very interesting case, the defendant has to give some money back. How about that, Miss Pilot? How do you feel about it? Well, it, it would have happened anyway. It was just annoying that his attitude in the messaging. All right. Well, look, you're going to have to give the money back. So, in effect, you're going you're to pay for the machine. Let me ask you this. You now have it. You've been using it. How is it now that it works? Is it a good machine? Does it work well? It is. Uh, he was a little off. It doesn't sew. It just embroiders. Okay. But does it do well? Is it good? Yes, is sir. Is it worth it? That's the bottom line. It's worth yes. it. Yes. Okay. All right. Well, good enough. You got to give the money back. All right, Mr. Woodhouse, I would assume you've learned a lot from this experience. Uh, what would you say to that? Yeah, uh, I think it's fair, you know, that she, I'll pay the 100 for the repairs. And she pays, you know, the yeah, rest. Yeah, well, you're going to have to do that. Yeah. All right. One other thing. Do you think if you sell anything in the future, you should test it to make sure it works? Like the machine? Yes. You know? What do yes. You All right. Yeah. Well, good enough. You're going to get some money back. So congratulations. You're a winner. Okay, Doug. So in a situation like this, the judge doesn't always have to cancel a deal uh, if there's something wrong. If whatever is wrong is not central, core to the sale, then what the judge can do is deduct a certain amount from the purchase price, and that happened here, where there were some problems, but it didn't really negate the sale because it wasn't that substantial. And that's why we have the result we have. Have you ever held any unusual jobs? In fact, I have had some unusual jobs. You have indeed. I have. Let's see. Uh, summer jobs, long, long time ago. I worked at a wax lips factory <laughs> where they make those little wax lips and mustaches and, and harmonicas and things that, you know, when you were a kid, sometimes you got them at Halloween, you'd find them in your bag. At least I did, you know, a million years ago. But um, that was fun, you know, and uh, the little bottles, little wax bottles where you bite the tip off of it and you drink the... The liquid inside, we made those. So I spent a summer uh, working on that machine, or one of those machines. Uh, how about you? Tell us about uh, something weird or different. I, at the age of 18, because my voice is so deep, 
the bank I had been working for, you know, like maybe for a year, had said to me, we're going to make you a repo man. So I was a bill collector on the phone because I was very forceful and um, and tenacious. And then I because my father went right into the bank and told my boss she is not going on any actual repossessions. Of course, I went on a couple behind uh, his back. But I I, I actually did repo two cars. You do have kind of a scary phone voice. And I shouldn't ask you this because I know you're going to nail me if I do. But have you ever been mistaken for a man? Constantly. Oh. Constantly on the phone. It's I'm sir this and sir that. Your, I'm glad care. you didn't zing me with your usual reply. Have you? <laughs> no, have you? That's it. <laughs> These are the plaintiffs, Jasmine Hunter Boston and Dietrich Boston. Jasmine says she and her husband purchased a car from the defendant, and she ended up stealing the thing back. They're out all this money they paid to the defendant and are suing her for the $4,055.79 they're owed. This is the defendant, Ebony Williams. She says the plaintiff never paid her in full for the car. She sold them. They're the ones who cost her money. And if anyone's owed today, it isn't the plaintiff's. She's accused of a car catastrophe. The defendant has filed a countersuit for $1,100, the money the plaintiffs cost her. All parties, please raise your right hands. Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome. Okay. Uh, Mr. and Mrs. Boston, you are suing Ebony Williams, Mr. Boston's cousin. Is that correct? For $4,055.79, representing the $800 you paid for the car that she repossessed and $3,255 in car rental for two months. Wow. Okay. You have a counterclaim against them for $1,100 for cleaning, pain and suffering, and replacing the key that they wouldn't return. Let me hear from you first. Who wants to speak first, Mr. or Mrs. Boston? Okay, go ahead, Ms. Boston. We had purchased the car from Ebony. Uh, we gave her $500 down, and it was $100 a week. Now, and so when, you, what was Honor, the purchase price of the vehicle? The purchase price was $1,000. Okay, so you were supposed to pay $100 every Friday for five weeks. Yes, so I pay her. I end up dislocating my shoulder. We pay her every week, but remind you, every time we get paid, she want us to jump. Right when she get out of school, I have three kids. You know your little cousin have two holes in her heart, so I have a, a lot of appointments and stuff with the baby. If we not there by 525, 530, oh, y'all, Your Honor. So what happens? Tell me what happens. Just let's get to the nitty gritty. Actually, I'm going to need to hear from Mr. Boston now. Mr. Boston, what happened on the second to last Friday? Um, Second to last Friday, Your Honor. Um, I was at my foster mom's house, me and my son, and we was in the car, and she, she I guess, uh, Ebony was calling, was calling my wife, and I was on the phone previously, so I texted her, and I told her, give me 30 minutes. I will have, I will give you $100 in 30 minutes. So she didn't want to wait the 30 minutes. So she comes over there to my foster mom's house, which is her auntie. That's her auntie. She's my adopted cousin. I'm her uh, adopted cousin. Okay. And when she comes over there, she was... I had a very nasty attitude, and she was, like, went up to my foster mom, and she was telling her that she was cussing, she was screaming. What was and she everything. saying? So my foster, 
she was cussing. <laughs> she was saying, oh, this and he you know like he played with the money and all type of stuff and we went about the plan. So the the diffuser situation, I sat in the car till she calmed down, but Ebony didn't want to calm down. She got the whole Lincoln Boulevard in the business and my mom, my foster mom sent my five year old niece to the car. And when she come to the car, I told my mom, I say, I told Ebony, I texted her, I said, I'm finna give Ebony. What money happened in between minutes. you and Ebony there? She came up to me and she put her fingers in my face, finger tipped me like this, called me a f and she gonna have somebody to come over there and jump on me and everything. And then what happened? Things happened. And, and she busted the window. And I'm not gonna lie, when she hit me and, and said all that, I, 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 I hit her back. Wait, you said I she put her, back, her hold on, hold on. Did she hit you or did she put her finger yes, on your forehead? Yes, yes, she hit me and she was pulled. How did she hit you? Describe like how this. she hit you. She slapped me in my face. That so my she slapped you and then what did you do? I hit her back, I slapped her back. And then what happened? Mm -hmm. I slapped her back. And she then she called, went to her car like she had to go get a weapon or something. And she came to the car, to, to the car and took her phone and bust the window, snatched the, um, the door handle off the passenger side door, kicked the car and everything. Wait, I did not understand. She did that to the car that she sold you? Yes. Okay, no, say that. No, she did that to the car, to my wife's car, the car that I was driving. Okay. And then, all right, what ends up happening is that the very next day, she repossesses the car, correct? Exactly. Did the police, did the police arrest anybody the day before? No. No. Right. no. Let they me hear from you, Ms. Williams. Up. What do you say happened? Well, like they previously stated, um, I was selling my truck. And I told her and Mr. Boston that they can take the car and go drive it so they can see how the car drives. Um, they came back like 15 minutes later and gave me $500. And they wanted me to go to the DMV and go ahead and sign the title over. And like I said it to them, I'm not signing no title over until you guys pay me in full. So the agreement was they were going to pay me $100 every week. So the first three payments, uh, well, the first two payments, they came on time. They called, they, I called them. They was like, okay, we hear such and such. I met up with them. No problem. Now, the third payment, which was when they got to the $800, I called Miss um, Boston. She gave me the $100, and that was it. So the next week, which would be that Friday that this all happened. Now, mind you, I go to school from 8.15 to 5.30, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. So I was in school. I have a break at 3 o'clock. It was probably like 3, 3.15. I called Mrs. Hunter. And asked her, I was like, Jasmine, y'all know today Friday. Am I gonna have to call y'all? I don't have I shouldn't have to call y'all. Y'all know it's Friday, y'all supposed to pay me. She was like, Oh no, your cousin in town. He should be in town when you get out of school. He'll probably be at your auntie house. And I didn't call. I said thank you and I left it as that. I got out of school at 5.15. My school is on Colonial Boulevard, and it takes no more than 10 minutes to get to my aunt's house. So I called Mr. Hunter. From the time I left out of my school parking lot until I got to my um, aunt's house, he did not answer the call. He texted me, told me that Jasmine lost her job two weeks ago. She had to go do surgery. He got fired because he picked up off the floor. So I texted him back, just pick up the phone and talk to me. He never picked up the phone. So I texted him back and said, I understand. You could have called and told me that. You know what I'm saying? This just like a car dealership. If this was a car dealership, they could have cut the car off and you wouldn't have been able to start the car until you paid them their money. That was all I said. When I got to my aunt's house, Your Honor, he was in their car 
the white fusion that they had. He was sitting in there on the phone smoking. So I got out the car and talked to my auntie. I said, now, auntie, I don't ask them about my money. Jazz telling me Dietrich him to pay me. He telling me they don't lost their job two weeks ago, so they ain't got no money. So I'm still telling my auntie what was saying. She said, that ain't right. So she sends the little niece that's five years old to go open the front door to tell him to get out the car. So when she opened the door, she was like, grandma say, my auntie Mert was like, get out the car and talk to her. The first thing he come out of his mouth, I ain't talking to her. I ain't got nothing to say to her. And the little baby shuts the door. So I was like, see, auntie, this is what I'm talking about. He's sitting here in your yard, but he won't be a grown man and sit there and tell me that he don't, he ain't got my money. I said, he'll think I'm a real because I, you all excuse my language because that's what I said. If I call somebody over here and beat him up about my money, because I told him in the beginning, we're family. I don't want to find out about family. You don't act like family. You don't act like family. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe this is normal in your family, but I can't imagine that it is. Your Honor, like he said, he's been he's a foster child. So me and him grew up together. We partners in crime our whole entire life. I have not had no problems with my cousin until he got with Miss Hunter. But so, that's a whole nother issue. But on that day, so on that day, Your Honor, on that day, after that, my cousin Pee Wee comes. So Pee Wee was like, that's not right. Dietrich, get out the car and be a man and talk to her. He still don't want to get out the car. He done turned his music up at this point. So I'm standing up like this, talking junk. I know I was. I'm not going to lie. I was talking junk. So he sees me talking junk. He gets out his car and stands right there in the door of the car talking junk. I'm not going to back down from nobody. So I walk up towards him and cussing him out. Yes, Your Honor, I, I dome checked him. I did. I'm you not gonna lie. Checked I was him. mad. You dome checked him. That's Boom, what dome you go check. like that. Yes, yes, ma'am. And then that's what exactly happened? what I did. Okay, and then what happened? He punched me. Punched you he with a closed hand? In my face. Punched you with a closed fist? Yes, he did, right here. Yes, ma'am. And I stated that to the police report and everything. And I have pictures. But he hit me. So when he hit me, my natural reaction was to go to my car. My cousin. Pee Wee picked me up and stopped me. So at this time, Mr. Boston gets in his car. Wait, so I Pee-wee lost you. Your down. cousin Pee Wee stopped you from going where? To my car. Why? What was he worried you were going to do? I was going to get something to hit him because he should have put oh, his hands on I me. I got it. I got it. Go ahead. All right. Pee Wee knows so more than I do. I thought she was me. leaving this. All right, go on. <laughs> <laughs> no, ma'am. No, ma'am. So once Boston, Mr. Boston gets in his vehicle, my cousin Pee Wee puts me back on the street, like put my feet on the floor. So at this point, Pee Wee moves and I'm on the curb of the road where the car is. He backs the car out a little bit and act like he's going to hit me. So that causes me to hit the car with my phone. And I told the police I did. I did. Because at this point, you're revving your car up like you're going to hit me. So I'm defending myself. So that's how her window gets broke. So while I do that, you know what he does? What does he do? What does he do? He backs the car out and go and hit my car. And drives off. Um, he hits your car on purpose? And, yes. And what Miss happened? Hunter was nowhere on the scene. Okay. He drives off. That's why I called the police. All right. Did the police arrest him? No, because when he drove off, he left. Miss Hunter comes back with her son in the car. And in she which comes car? to start arguing car? with in my which other car? cousin. In which car? His car. The right car. The white car. Okay. That's mine. That they already had. Right. Okay. So she comes back to the scene and tells the police it's no longer a hit and run. And I'm saying my cousin was, another cousin was there, and she was like, it's still a hit and run. She starts to argue with my cousin, trying to fight her. She literally took her shirt off in the middle of the street, 
the police told her to put her shirt back on and get out the road. I have footage, Your Honor. I sent the footage in. You mean I ain't got nail problems? What is that supposed to prove? Thank the people you. in the back? Please stop, please stop. The people in the background are who? Who's the one that looks like they're in a white bra? The person, that's Miss Hunter. And then the next morning, now, you repossessed the car because you didn't get the hundred the day before. And what? And this is your video of the car. I said go. This is nasty. Look at this nasty. Look at this. Look at this nasty. All this was in this car. Nasty. Big old bag of trash full of nasty. Just nasty. When had you repossessed the car? Friday night? No, ma'am. I did it Saturday morning. Okay. And you, so you tow the, the car? You didn't have a key for it? No, because they would not give me the key. They still have it. Ms. Williams, if, a, if you were one day late on a banknote, would you expect them to repossess the car the next morning? No, right? No, ma'am. I was not going to repossess the car. Correct. I was not going to repossess the car until he hit me and hit my car. Right. From, so it's truly car. not about them breaching the contract. It's because he hit it's, you. No, it's, it wasn't even about. Yes, ma'am. It wasn't even about the money, because like I said it to my aunt, if they was going to be late, they could have told me they was going to be late. That's fine. But once you hit me and hit my vehicle that I'm driving, we have a problem. So He's actually now what happens? You're, you're, so you pay $400 to get a new key. You pay $200 to clean it out. And you want $500 for pain and suffering. What The pain and suffering would be due to what? That he Because um, I was humiliated. This He hit me. We was on the middle of the street in broad daylight. This you is my don't cousin. Check Everybody them. knows this is my cousin. I know. You don't check them. That's so true. So you pop him I in did. the head and then he hit you back. I, I'm not even mad about the hit, about him hitting me, because I know like a female, you hit a man, they're going to hit you back. Yeah, it's nothing That's to do fine. with female or male. It's just time. whether or not who hit first and who was, you know. But anyway, go ahead. I understand. I'm not mad about the him, me and him in the dome checking. I'm not mad about that. What I'm mad about is the simple fact that you hit my car. Like you literally hit my car and left. Can I ask you, what did the police do about the quote hit and run? Did they end up arresting him or no? I, no, this is, and I said that to them as well. I filed a police report for the hit and run and for the assault. Um, Mr. Boston told me he got police in his pocket. The police never picked him up. He didn't ever get arrested. They, the, the case ain't even been heard. So let me ask you a question, Ms. Boston. You say you spent $3,255.79 in car rental. Do you have any proof of that? Yes, ma'am. Yes, yes um, Because I don't see it on. in the evidence, so show it to me. Hold on one second. It's in your name, babe. But I asked you. I said, you, you kept me. Doesn't up. matter. You know she what? Let me let me put a, let me put this to bed because you don't, you two don't need to argue about this. You got enough issues. It doesn't matter if you even showed it to me. This is not something that I would order her to pay. The fact that her repossessing a car when you were up late on your payment caused you other problems doesn't mean that she has to pay for the other problems. So now you have a counterclaim against them for replacement of the key. But that happened because you decided to tow the car the, when they were one day late. A bank would never do that. It has to be a material breach of the agreement for you to be able to repossess. Like one day late. You may be mad at him. You know it isn't because of the one day late. You're mad at him because he hit you. So 
Uh, that's on you that you had to pay $400 yeah, for also. an expedition. That's fine. You're not suing for that here, so you guys must mm-hmm. be working for that somewhere else. Because what I've got is replacement of the key, $400. No. The cleaning of the Ford, no. And pain and suffering, I guess that's for the punch or something because you don't check them, no. So on your counterclaim, no. On your claim against her for $3,200 for car rental, no. But we've got ourselves a little problem on the $800. And the problem is that if I have to find their breach to be a material breach to authorize you to repossess it that day, then I'd look at them and say, too bad, so sad. You had a material breach, so she gets to repossess. But I don't think one day is a material breach. So I find that you actually breached when you repossessed the car. Because one day isn't a material breach. And you've been very honest with me anyway. You are very clear that you didn't repossess it because of the one-day breach. You repossess it because you are angry at your cousin. So I am ordering you to return the $800 that the plaintiffs paid you and their court costs. That is how we are resolving this case. Good luck, folks. All right, thank you. So the judge finds for the plaintiffs in in this amazing case, and the defendant has to give back the $800 that they paid her for that car. She can't be too happy about this. Let's see what she feels. Well, I think the judge, uh, she did a fair. Um, I just feel like I shouldn't have to pay the $800 being that he hit my car with another vehicle. But everything else, I'm fine with it because at the end of the day, I still came out on top. For me, that's how I feel. All right, let's see what the, what Mr. and Ms. Boston have, have to say about this now. Bottom line is you're going to get the $800 back. You don't get any money for a rental car. And you couldn't prove you had to you know, pay for that's the rental fine. car. That's the problem there. You know that. That's fine. Yeah, it's okay. already paid for it. We're going to get a rental right now. Hey, I'm going to go get another rental right, right now. now. <laughs> <laughs> you're happy, huh? Anytime so, I beat that fake family of mine, I'm always happy. Yeah, they not, they not real family. Fake. <laughs> Okay. Thank y'all well, so much, people. people I love you guys. <laughs> okay, Doug, uh, let's talk a little bit about what your rights are when you sell something to somebody and they don't pay you. Uh, you cannot repossess that item unless you have a lien, unless you have a contract that says you have a right to repossess in the event that the person doesn't pay. And then there has to be some decision on when you're allowed to do it. In this case, uh, the defendant did it when the plaintiffs were one day late. That seems unreasonable. But this is where, in a contract, ahead of time, if you're the seller and you want that kind of a lien, you write in there that you have the right to repossess, and then you write in there how many days late they can be before you actually can go over there and take the car back. What is the secret to a successful, fruitful, and prosperous marriage? You know, I've been searching for that secret. I <laughs> uh, so, uh, uh, well, I like try, tone. Try, try to find somebody that you get along with and yeah. make sure that there's a lot of laughter in the relationship. You've got to be able to laugh at stuff because bad stuff is going to happen to you. Right. In your lifetime. And if you can't kind of roll with the punches and try to laugh at it a little bit, you're going to go crazy. I, I, uh, somebody asked me, it was your brother who asked me the other day, what's it like having him in the house all the time? Yeah. When you retired back in April of 2020, I said, it's not bad. I really like him. And he started laughing. And it's true. If you, you like each other's company, that helps. And, but we also, we co- we've always communicated pretty well. I think so. We don't go to bed as mad. No. Um, no that's a good rule talk. I find you funny. 
You find me funny. Yeah, and I tell the same stupid jokes over and, and over again. And I keep laughing. I'm the perfect person laugh. because Thank I forget God. the punchline all the time. All right, well, that's but we kind of just, I think, you know, it's, it goes a long way to find somebody whose company you actually enjoy. Right. Um, and keeping the communication open. I think you're right. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, Answer a few questions and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.